concerned about my children's future, but my belief in this country, my faith in Jesus Christ have compelled me to speak now. We are a nation of laws. If you care about America, let's take care of our country. This is the responsibility of the government. We have seen people in government being very selfish all over the country who just care about themselves. But I believe that we need people who care for the flag, who care for our military, who care for our police officers. So much. The American people have finally woken up and they're speaking loud. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Hello, everybody. We're gonna have a great show today. Welcome to my show, it's my turn. Welcome you uh, from all over the world because you guys are coming from everywhere, so it's awesome, not just the United States, but we have a great guest, we're gonna get into it because I'm finding out that every time we start an interview, like the time flies by, we talk so much, so much and then we get like, oh, we have no time left. So now we're gonna just get into it. You know this person very well, he's the champ. He's the one and only, here it is. Hold on a second, let me get him, let me get him right here. The champ, the champ Tito Ortiz, my man. How you doing, pal? Doing great, man. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing real good. Everybody's been asking about, you know, uh, hey, when you're gonna have Tito come on? We want to hear him talk about all kinds of stuff, and they mention your name all the time. So you have a big fan base over here. I'm sure you know all over the world. I have great respect for you. I've known you a long time. You and your family. Um, you actually, you should know. I just finished doing uh, a wrestling film. Uh, that comes out next year. It's going to be great for the kids. It's going to be great for you for your kids to see this film. It's uh, it's a really compassionate, inspiring film about a about a man, uh, my character, who loses his son to addiction and suicide, and he comes back to life by believing in Christ and having God next to him by helping another kid from really the bad part of, of town get back into wrestling and win the championship. It's really inspiring, man. It's really great. Um, I can't wait for the world to see it. it. comes out next year. It's called Grace by Night. Nice. Yeah, nice. bro. Can't wait to see. Yeah, it's, it's wrestling. I know wrestling is a big part of your life, and it's a big part of um, you raising your children because, I mean, you're, you're, you're a great father for what I've seen and what I know about you and what you tell me and stuff. So uh, how's that going? How is it? How is it uh, I know you've been traveling and you've been doing a lot of stuff. How is it? Uh, how is it living in L.A., man? I mean, in California, down there by the beach is beautiful. We know, all know it. But the politicians and everything going on in that state is I was just talking to Dean Kane today um, about it. And he's going to be on the show. And uh just that crazy is going. I mean, I used to live there for 35 years. My sister lives not too far from where you live. So I know it's tough. How are you doing? Um, it's been very challenging, you know, over this last couple of years. You know, I ran for city council here at Huntington Beach. I lived on Huntington Beach my whole life, 47 years. Um, but just to see the deterioration of the city is just getting worse and worse. Uh, the homelessness getting worse and worse. The crime is just getting rampant. Uh, you know, in L.A., I don't even go to L.A. that much. I mean, I think yeah. I'm on maybe twice this year, once for dinner and once for another event that was very safe. But uh, safety here is not what it used to be. You know, my, my home actually got robbed in June. Uh, they whacked me for a lot of money. Um, all of my wife's purses, all of our jewelry. And we were in house number nine and they're at house number 22 now, just here in the Huntington Beach area. And Huntington Beach is never like that. But once again, having the open border the way it is, uh, it's just scary. It just seems like it's getting worse and worse. And I just traveled back from Florida. I was in Florida for a couple of weeks. And just to see the camaraderie towards the community they have for each other it just was amazing. You know, I, I, I really just, I didn't fall in love with Florida over the last few years just because of the people that are there. The people here in Huntington Beach are amazing people in general, but it just seems like a lot of, uh, God, I kind of want to say this this way, is Democrats that are moved in here that expect handouts yeah it's it's it's, it's heart-wrenching because every single person in this world should work for what they want and what they want i mean i worked for everything that i've had i chased this american dream you know i could have been a victim um or i could be where i am right now absolutely you know, I life you know dead in prison or where i am right now and i worked hard to be where i am right now to live here in Beach, to live on the harbor to live on the water you gotta work hard you gotta make money and i've been able to dedicate myself for the last 25 years to get this for my children you know i have three boys my oldest son is at asu i'm in arizona and i have my twins who are 13 
Um, they're back in public school right now. You know, I, I, I homeschooled them for two years, but once again, I want to get the social skills. And then the scariest thing is when school started is like me and my wife, Amber, we had to sit them down and explain to them. If the teacher tries to talk about any sexual stuff to you guys, you know, uh, the, you know, critical race theory, things like this that is just in trying to indoctrinate our children, to raise your hand and say, man, please be excused. I want to be involved in this. And thank, thankfully, to this point, nothing has come apart or come to a factor of this. But once again, for me as a parent to try to educate my children on what is right and wrong, it's my job as a father, it's my job as a parent to guide my children the right way. Because at the end of the day, we have our name and we have our word. And that's what I try to teach my children. And it's really important. I want them to be involved in um, Yeah, I lost you for a second, but uh, I think you're back. Okay. Um, like I said, I just I I want to do the right thing as a parent. You know, uh, my mom is good as well as she possibly can do at the time. Uh, my father chose drugs over me, and it was really hard to live as you know, a young adult to to be a father to making sure I'm doing the right things and. Right now, I'm at the point where I'm selling everything. I'm going to move to Florida, and I just want a, a better environment for my children to be raised upon. I know this critical race theory stuff. You know, my, there's no racism in my house. There's never been any racism in my house. As a kid growing up, yeah, there was skinhead guys. You know, um, I hung out with the cholos. I mean, black ones are always my good friends. I mean, at the end of the day, it was the color, um, not the color of someone's skin, but the character of the person they, they really hold within themselves and i learned that i teach my children that and it's really really important at the end of the day is i think america needs to come together you know we're so separated right now and here in california it seems like a lost cause it seems like it just gets worse and worse and worse you know i i come to realize after the new year of 2022 that i can only control what's in my environment i control my circle i can control my friends and i control my family that's it come to realize they can't control everything else. And it's hard for me as being you know, um, a proud patriot of this country because I've traveled the world to be a father, to you know, love God. I mean, the things that I've gone through in life that got me where I am today is being an honest man. To look in the mirror and brush my teeth and know that I've done something right. And when I got on city council, I got attacked left and right. Every single week I got attacked with something that was a lie, saying I was still from the government. And it was hindering my image. It was... It was putting my family at risk. Uh, they put my children on the tele on the news for not wearing a mask at school. Mm. And to come see this whole time comes around that all my conspiracy theories, I really were spoiled alerts because once again, I did my research, I did my studies, I did the thing that I knew that was right for the future of my children's health. And having a mask on for the hours and hours upon hours, when they came to me and said, Dad, I have a head rush, Dad, I have a headache. Yeah, I don't feel good today because I'm wearing this mask. And every time I take it down, the teacher's telling me that she's giving me detention. Well, that's when we pulled my school. We pulled my school and we homeschooled. My wife, Mamma, did an amazing job. And we worked together to make sure my kids continued with the straight A's. But now that they're in public school, um, I, I just want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing as a father because I'm the one that makes the decision. I'm the one that wanted these children on this earth. And I got to make decisions. I shouldn't depend on the government to teach my children life lessons because that's my job as a father. Absolutely. California, um, I hope people don't think that it's just a lost cause because that's what I feel like a lot of times I get on social media and I see things. Uh, I talk to a lot of friends, you know, just going to the uh, liquor store or going to the market or going to a restaurant. You walk by somebody like, hi, how are you? And they put their head down. They don't even like engage in any conversation. I don't want to have a bad conversation of who you are, where you're from, what you do. Just how about a considerate hi, how are you? That's how Huntington Beach used to be. And it's no longer like that. And when I, the times I've been in Florida the last three years, it's been like that every single time I've gone. And not even the fact that they notice, oh, it's Tito Ortiz. No, they don't know who I am. They're just being, you know. That's why I live here. That's why I live here, and that's where I'm going to find you a house, man, because uh, I can do that for you. And let me tell you something. It's about respect and dignity. This country was built on that. It's built on God. They gave the right for people to live 
and a sane and, and with integrity and love and loving you, the land that you that you're on that you respect the thing you respect yourself first of all so you can respect others that's why I tell people it's like get inside sports get inside wrestling judo karate jujitsu I have my son in jujitsu from the beginning he's never gonna leave until he gets the black the red belt I'm gonna have him do till the end of days it's 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 our responsibility for the next generation but also this country gave us a way of freedom where you can express yourself the second amendment protects the first amendment and so on but now they're taking it away because the system and the matrix and, and especially in places like California because I you know I haven't I've left California for years Tito and, and it was the hardest thing I had to do because I was forced to leave you know my son still goes to a, a beautiful Christian school out there and I'm very proud of that but sooner or later everybody my sister and everybody's going to come out here because you're being pushed. I mean, now we hear about Mark Wahlberg and all these people leaving, leaving state and all stuff. It's because their business is being affected. Their livelihood, their, their safety is being affected. Their children, like you said, going to school, leaving children to go to a public school and go, what are you teaching my kids? I mean, they're coming back all confused and I don't know what's going on. You're supposed to just teach history, geography and so on. That's it. That's your job. You know, and then they don't and then teachers because of unions and union boards and all that stuff that they're ruining like you. You were in politics. You saw it for a for a brief moment. And that brief moment was very dark because I ran for for political office and, the, and, and our government and, and politicians and everybody in that world is dark and nasty. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I put next to it, the entertainment world or that is pretty close. They all actually work well together. But. Let's get back to, you know, you live out there, you're deciding to leave out here, which is, you, you were born in that neighborhood, bro. I mean, that's, 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 that's your body, oh man, that's your land. I mean, I understand I had to leave Italy too, like the, that feeling of like, why the fuck am I leaving? You know, I want to stay here. This is my place, man. You guys are messing it up, but it's getting to a point where, what am I going to do? I'm not going to live in trash. I'm not going to live where my house is, like you said, being robbed. Uh, I have people sleeping. I remember living... In a very nice neighborhood, I worked my ass off to buy my home, pool, and everything, right? And, and beautiful sun, 12 months a year. California has the best weather. Training-wise, athletes, they love it, right? And then you go outside and you go to the grocery store and there's people sleeping everywhere. They're trashed. You smell people taking, I mean, using the, like everything. Like you see like the different type of like, you see reality and then you see this third world country in the United States nowadays, where people are living on the streets everywhere uh, and robbing plays in drugs and fentanyl and the list goes on and on, where we're, they're destroying this country internally, purposely, for a purpose. Don't you agree with that? 100%. I mean, like I say, uh, as I see just the deterioration of just this city and then the other cities that surround us, it just gets worse and worse. And then this, uh, you know, L.A. County is just... But I, I got on a few ride-alongs uh, for the Wilshire District uh, with the police, and they showed me some of the hard, hard places. I'm like, the first time I went, it looked really, really bad. The second time I went, it looked three times worse. I'm like, is this stuff ever going to get better? And they said, no, it just seems like it gets worse. And then all of a sudden, all this subsidized money that goes into trying to help homelessness, and it seems like they're just pocketing the money and not doing anything. Um, we have a, a place here in Huntington Beach for homeless uh people and it's 10% occupied <laughs> all these open open beds but they don't want to live under, they don't want to live by laws they don't want to live by rules and if you want to live in society you got to have laws you got to have rules you got to live like that that way so it's just not chaos how it is how it is right now because there is chaos and there's a lot of people that have their eyes closed they're not really paying attention to it they go by their nine to five jobs get home when they can you know um but don't accept what's going on around them. And before it's too late, all this stuff's gonna be gone. You know, as we talk about homes, I mean, I was a kid that life was normal up to about six. I had life normal about six. My father worked, was a carpenter. He was a part owner of his business. My mom was a home mom. She was there with us three boys, our four boys, my three brothers. Um, she was a mother. My dad was a hardworking blue collar father. At the age when I was about six and a half, seven years old, he got, um, um, introduced to heroin, and then life went upside down, literally. We went from living in motels, cars, uh, people's garages, trailer parks. I saw things that I knew evil was real. I know what evil can really take over on a person's family, enter a person's life, and drugs was one of those things. I never wanted that for myself, and I could have. I could have played the victim. I said, well, my dad did it, so why can't I? 
but I didn't. I wanted something great, you know, and I was very fortunate to watch television. Television helped me out a lot because back in the 80s and then um, beginning of the 90s, the movies were so um, telling stories that a child should watch of love and hate and fear and, you know, what's the right thing to do and what's the better thing to do and, and don't do the wrong things. And, you know, I, I really didn't pay attention to on politics at all, but I used to watch Reagan all the time and Reagan with the things he was saying, I was like, it hit home to me because I didn't want to be dependent on the government. I don't want the government to have to pay my bills. I don't want the government to have to do these things. And I, I really took it to heart that to live the American dream, you've got to work for it. From living in a motel to living in an apartment to now living in a mansion, and I have a castle. And I'm fortunate. I worked my ass off for 25 years of doing this. And I've done it honestly. You know, I, I've always made sure that I've done the right, done the right decisions of my career. You know, I never stepped on anybody to get ahead. I've always been honest, respectful, hold the values deep to my heart. Where once again, I look in the mirror, and I got to brush my teeth. I ask myself, "Too, have you done something good today?" And every single day over the last 25 years, I can say yes. And those are honorable things. Those are very honorable things that we should look up to and appreciate. And on the same token, they turn it around and call us terrorists. American terrorists. I'm enemy of the state because I care about freedom. I care about faith and I care about my family. Plain and simple. That's it. I mean, and for them to say that, and another thing that just really bothered me when I was on city council, every single week someone had to say that I was a white supremacist. No, there we go. (laughs) Of course. I lost my shit. I was like, are you serious? You understand my name is Tito Ortiz. You understand that I have French, I have Mexican, I have Portuguese, I have Irish, I have uh, Native American in me. I actually have Cameroon in me also. I'm about as mutt as possibly can be. I have all walks of life of nationalities that I've known and been best friends with and still talk to and still hang out with. Of course. Call me a white I just, it hurt my heart. Like, it really, 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 really hurt my heart because I'm far from that. Because I like Trump and he has the same policies that I agree with. And no, I don't agree with all of his policies, but some of his policies. Yeah, but compared to the policies now, Tito, every single policy that Trump has ever spoken about compared to what's going on in Washington now are perfect in my book. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I just, I got to a point where I realized that I can only control what's in my circle. Exactly. That's good. I, That's it. That's it. You'll drive yourself crazy at the end of the day going, I want to help. I want to be there. I want to help my neighborhood. But what do you expect me to do? You even ran. You actually were associated with that group of people that after a while you're like, actually not even a while. You probably were like, you got in and you're like, stop enough. You're going to, you're going to darken my life here. I'm not even going to be a good father anymore because of you people. I mean, that's how they, they want you to be right. That's exactly what it was. And let me tell you the day that I um, resigned from my position as mayor pro tem here in Huntington beach, I came home and it felt like a big backpack was taken off. I walked in the door and both my boys came running up to me, grabbing me. And they said, Dad, thank you so much. You were changing and you were a different person. I can see that. I have goosebumps right now thinking about it, Tito, because I know exactly what you're talking about. And at the end of the day, it's like you fighting. Imagine you fighting for the championship UFC, for your championship, the one you want, but your hands are tied. Right, yeah. Pretty much. So your hands are tied and you're fighting the champion. You can't use your arms, okay? You can't use your arms at all. And that's what you were in. You were in the pit with the crocodiles and the alligators going, I want to do what I got to do, but your guys are not allowing me to do a damn thing here. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was vicious, but once again, it was a learning process. It was something that I learned a lot from. Um, yeah, I bet. I learned what true colors were. I got to see what a lot of unions were doing. Um, just in general, there was so much. I mean, for one, I mean, I'll give you an example. Uh, right before I left, and this is probably about a week before I left, they have uh, the LGBTQ month of June, which I have no problem with that. I have gay friends, I have a problem. They're adults, they made their decision, that's fine. Just don't push the shit on my kids, I, I get it. But they, they fly the, um, the was it rainbow flag at City Hall and at the pier, and I voted for that. I, I was on city council, I voted on the HM, I said, okay, that's fine. But I just don't put it on my kids. I'm fine with that. Then I'm just like, okay, Honey Beach PD has done an amazing job here since I've been here my 47 years. Just, they're no bullshit officers. They do their job right, respectfully, yep. get stuff yep. done. We had the BLM here two years ago.
go during 2020. They made sure that nothing got burned down. Well, most of the public, we made sure that they get burned down. But I came to this HM and I was like, you know what? We need to give appreciation to our officers. So let's make August HVPD Appreciation Month. Beautiful. And fly the fun flag at City Hall and at the pier. I put it in and didn't even get a chance to get on. <laughs> I get a call from the okay. chief of police. And he's told me not the chief of police right now, but the chief of police when I when I was running or when I um, was city council and said, Tito, you can't do this. I said, Why not? Sir? Because it is a racist flag. <laughs> yeah. There we go again. I just lost my shit. I go, are you serious? He goes, yeah. In 2017 in North Carolina, there was a big racist white supremacist group that flew the flag behind them. I said, that. so you're telling me that's what you guys are? <laughs> exactly. Goes, well, that's how we're you know, if we don't do it, the deal. And just thrash everything. It's going to cost us a couple hundred thousand dollars to get done. I was like, listen, don't buy into this bullshit. This is bullshit. This is us, them trying to make us not be as strong as we are. He's like, Tito, please. He called me 10 times in one day. What? And he never called you before, I'm sure, until then, not many times. Honest man that I am, and I, once again, I don't want to spend our taxpayer money here in Huntington Beach. And They're destroying our flag, Tito. They even say that our flag represents racism. I mean, the point of talking, you know, we grew up, and I know you grew up, you're talking about watching films, and we watch the same films, films that make you happy, that just take you on a ride, that entertain you, that make you like, feel more close to the, I mean, like every single movie that I grew up watching were films that represented America on a higher level. It was like America is the best and that's it. And it's not, it's not being conceited, it's being prideful. Pride, it's a different story. It's like your pride is, is higher. It's, you know, God, people, and government is last, okay? But God, family, people, those are the people that run this country. And so I, I, I was watching films growing up like you, and like, this is what America is. But that's why I came to this country legally, did everything right with my family coming here because of that. Now, you represent the flag. I see people, not in Florida. Florida is all different. It's the last state standing. But I, when I travel around the country, especially in liberal cities and states, and you wear that American flag just on the hat, just without even MAGA. You're not even promoting President Trump. Nothing. Just the flag. They even look at you that, that way. Because they think that, you know, you're representing the country, you're patriot, so you must be racist because this information has been put in my head I mean look what happened what's going on with Kanye West right now what's going on with people who you me everybody who talks some sense and go you know what I love my country oh uh, you love your country and, and you love uh, Trump you're racist okay you're fired you're gone like excuse me hold on I've been in the business 35 years uh, I want to keep doing what I love to do you don't tell me what oh I'm fired gone what the fuck man yeah. communism man communism I, I, I just, I can't say, I, I hope not because it is here. It's here and it's what they're doing. And, and people don't get it. And I get it. They've been indoctrinating children the last 30 years. I, get I just, I, I just hope people wake up. I mean, this midterm is the most important thing in our country. You know, um, our country to be in the number one power in the world, to be in number two now to China. Uh, it shows who, who owns what. And it's my opinion. Um, I, I just see through black and white and I see right from wrong. And I just want to do the right thing for the future of my, my kids and their children and their children. And it's important for all my friends that I hang out with their kids. And I, I just, once again, I, it's hard for me to sit there sometimes and listen to a lot of people just reiterate the same bullshit over and over and over again, where it's just like really indoctrinating the people in general. I mean, I, I don't watch news. I don't watch news. Only That's good. News a lot. Trying to find out information for the hurricane stuff or relief, but that was the only time I ever watched news. I came back home for that one or two days before I went back, and there was nothing on the news about the hurricane in Florida. Ow! <laughs> and there are over two hundred fifty thousand people with no electricity, no water, yep. at all. Yeah, I, I I seen some really really gnarly things that hurt my heart, hurt my mind. Like I kind of had to just you know just decline just the idea of just accepting what was going on. I kind of had to block it out. I'm used to doing that because my whole life I had to do that through the stuff I seen with the young kid. But it was hard. It was really hard to see those things. And for the first eight days, the federal government was not there. No, it, not at all. Not at all. Nope. It was 
was the community that was coming together. Yep. I mean, I was going to Matt Lachey Island. I was going to Pine Island. I was going to North Captiva. And to see the community coming together, and there was no color on anybody. No. But it was red, white, and blue with people coming together as Americans, as patriots of this country. And that's what I love to see. I came back here. I did uh, Adam Carolla um, podcast, and I talked about it. And then all of a sudden, when I got there on uh, Tuesday morning, FEMA showed up mm. and started cleaning. By Thursday, I was able to go down to uh, Ground Zero at uh, was it uh, Fort Myers Beach, and a good thirty to forty percent of what I seen that was instructed the week prior was almost already already gone. FEMA came in and things started working out. Then I heard that uh, President Biden gave two point five or yeah, two point five billion dollars to DeSantis to get things done. Now, was that pressure that he was getting from the Santos stepping up and saying what was right for this country and what was right for the state? Yes, I believe so. The Santos did an amazing job of just helping families, of, of getting them somewhat back on their feet. Because once again, uh, Matt Lachey Island, uh, God, uh, Northern Captiva, they still don't have any running water. No. There's no electricity. Um, it's going to take months. It's going to take a long time. Uh, Governor DeSantis, what he did was spectacular. People have no idea the president, this so-called president, did nothing for Florida. Nothing. Uh, Governor DeSantis prepared this weeks in advance. Now, mind you, we don't know where this thing is going. It could have came to my house straight. I live on the beach, okay? They could have came straight to my house. It could have been north of me. It could have been south. Nobody knows anything, okay? No matter what the weather channel people are telling you, nobody knows. So DeSantis is trying to accumulate enough distance or put enough electric grid protection or whatever. I mean, they, they told him, well, you got to force these people to get out of the house. You're going to force somebody and Americans to leave their home? You're going to do that? Nobody can do that. You can, you can tell them anything you want. These are patriots who are going to stay with their homes, and that's the way it goes. And so he was preparing for the aftermath already in advance. The president did nothing. The president went to Puerto Rico before he even went to Florida. And Puerto Rico didn't even get hit. It gets hit. I mean, is Puerto Rico our country now? Now we're going to start taking care of Cuba. We're going to start taking care of everybody else, right? We start taking care of the world instead of Florida as your state. You're the president of the United States, not Puerto Rico. Not to say that Puerto Rico didn't need the help of that. But you know what? The money laundering that goes on in Puerto Rico and the mayor and all the people over there that are using the money and the Puerto Ricans are the last ones to take anything back to their... It's the same socialism, 100%. So he goes there and gives a speech eating his ice cream or whatever. And then he comes here. Then he comes here and he has DeSantis behind him. DeSantis is going, what in the world? What is terrible? This guy can't even finish a sentence. He's here for what reason? He didn't do anything. DeSantis did everything from day one. And thank God, and he's still doing it right now. He's still doing it to this day. Every day, making sure that everything is being taken to the right locations to make sure that they take care of that particular area because it's not just one area it's the best area of people people can even get to their home they lived on islands now they're islands and pieces of land in the middle of the ocean with no bridge no connection there were they, there were homes there where kids grew up they, they they slept in those homes i was so my friend uh, captain james marco from uh, cape coral uh he has a 20-foot boat that he goes fishing on because he does charters but he called me three Saturdays ago and asked Tito, can you please come help? And I said, give me a minute. I made a phone call, called a couple of my buddies, and they said, whatever you need to help Tito. They uh, donated money, and I was able to go down. We bought uh, generators, we bought fuel, uh, and we were delivering these generators and fuel to these islands because they had nothing at all. So we actually had to build the infrastructure there by giving them this. Now, there was five gallons of fuel per day on each generator, so we had to go back and forth. We probably went through almost, you know, anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000 gallons of gasoline. And this wasn't gasoline I was able to buy in Cape Coral or Fort Myers. Right, there's nothing there. From Miami, we had to go to the other place to buy the fuel to bring it back in. Once again, you're only supposed to travel with 100 gallons of fuel. Shit, we're traveling with 200 gallons of fuel every single time because it was like a bomb hit, hit the place. I mean, I when I went to Fort Myers Beach, it was destruction for 10 miles down the beach, mm -hmm. five miles deep. Yep. There was uh, trailer parks that were just just gone, just destroyed. It looked like the atom oh. bomb went off. Yep. The things that, that I had seen, I mean, going on Matt Lachey Island, being one of the first people on there, like giving generators and fuel and water to smell dead bodies. You know how hard that is just to accept? I mean, to understand, to look and see it, and it was... It wasn't like America. 
was. I mean, the only thing I, I could kind of simulate to that was going to Iraq. I mean, I've been to Iraq six times from the USO, and, and I've been on the war grounds and see how it was, see the destruction. That was a similarity that I had, and it was just a hard feeling. Just like, is this really America right now? But once again, it gave me hope to see the community come together. When the community came together and did what they did and to help each other, that gave me hope for America. Yeah. They gave me hope for that state, for that city, for the things that people were doing for each other. Yeah. And it wasn't about, oh, how much money I'm going to make out of it. It was like, what do I need to help you? And like I said, my, my brother now, uh, Captain James Marco, is an amazing individual. He went out of his pocket on everything. We went there and we made everything happen. The people who donated on my Instagram, um, we made things happen. And I was very lucky. And they were very fortunate. They were just like, thank you so much for coming down. Because no one else, the only person has been down here is the mayor. And that was the first nine days that I was there. Then I went back and then I came back again after a day. I had to come home and see my family. But, you know, I missed my family. I had to come down back for a day. I flew back. And then that's when Biden was there with um, DeSantis. And they were not even on um, Fort Myers Beach. They yeah. were like across the street. Like, when you guys be on ground zero, and I can see uh, DeSantis behind Biden just like grinding his chin, but you can see the anger in his eyes just because of what was going on. But DeSantis kind of knew what was going on. And, uh, I just was able to leave here just this last uh, Sunday, and it felt like things were actually almost going to normal. I mean, there's still a couple other islands that are still working on generators and so forth, but now that the money's came in through FEMA, people are getting paid. They're making their money and things are hopefully we'll get back to normal here in the next couple months. You know, they said they're not gonna be able to get electricity for another you know, four to five months, but I guess it got cut down to a month and a half because all the power line workers out there are doing an amazing job. And we talked about the Santa's being prepared. Well, the Santa's prepared for Tampa, but the uh, 78 highway got washed out. There was yep. no way for anybody to pass yep. that. We couldn't even get to that area. So that's that's what I was trying to say, and that's why I tell people we didn't know where this thing was going to go. So you can't judge anything, but you can just be as ready as possible. And that's what he did as a governor. So he did everything under his power federally. I mean, for the, I mean, for the state of Florida, he did the best he could. And I, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't do anything more than what he did. I mean, the police department, the sheriff department, all the firefighters, I mean, you name it, the Coast Guard was running around in the storm 24-7. It was unbelievable. And and a lot of these people, people don't know this, did not even get paid. A lot of the, that's why Governor DeSantis is donating and it was able to get a lot of money for our officers because our officers were working. I mean, the ones that, I mean, there's all of them. They work for three, four, five, six days in a row. I was on ground zero at uh, Fort Myers Beach, and there was officers working that no longer had homes. Where they were staying in the shelters that were at for the work, that that was was, was their shelter. Right. And Lee County um, Sheriff, thank you very much. All Lee County Fire, Police, all the first responders, the hospitals are just overran. Everything, the people there that came together and worked, it shows that they can make it through. They show what America's truly about. And I, I, I was happy. I mean, there's a couple of times that some tears came down that I felt really sad for the families. But at the end of the day, to see people coming together gave me hope for this country. I mean, I was yeah. like, I am very fortunate here in California. I'm very, very fortunate. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, the political side of it is just disgusting what they're doing. I just, I hope someday someone says shame on them and shows them what's really wrong and show them. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it every day, Tito. I'm doing it every day. I mean, looking back at that, you know, one of the biggest hurricanes to hit this side of Florida, and I've been in Florida for quite some time now. That was one of the biggest. And and, and the reason why they didn't promote it, they didn't talk about it, the media kind of just went in. They were talking about it when it was coming, and then as soon as it left, they went on to the usual woke agenda. Is because, obviously, oh, you guys live in a, you know, you live in a Republican state, you live on the beach, you know, a bunch of white folks, because it goes back to the race, remember goes back to race because if you know if it was new orleans or it was a community where the black community got they're going to make a story out of instead of the people but they are there is a black community here there is all kinds of communities in florida we we, they're still here and they were all affected all these people it's not black and white and mexican or whatever it's human beings and so that shows you how the media this fucking media, this lying media, the ones that you do not watch, and you're a smart man for not watching it. I'm forced to watch it. I guess I have to talk about this shit. But it's dark. It's really like at the core of it, you want to, like the media was there to promote 
what's going on in the world, right? But now they promote fakeness, like they create stuff that's not even there, it's beyond. You know, I know that the bad stuff usually attracts more people, I get it. But now they're making shit up and they're making stuff created by them and they promote that. And so we're, we're like, what the heck is going on in the world? And it's very, very, very dangerous because the media and the people who own it, like the George Soros, the Disney, the Universal Studios, all these companies are, are just controlling everybody's future. I mean, we don't have a choice. Florida is the last state standing, in my opinion. I mean, we're here holding ground, and hopefully Arizona will win. Um, there's a lot of, you know, and Herschel Walker, a good friend, Herschel Walker, has a good shot. But we got to win big, don't you think? We got to big, like, we got to win everything. We got to win it all. You know what? And at the end of the day, like I said, a lot of these people that do talk about America is horrible. And those are the people who never travel outside the country. True. Any of those people that have ever said anything that America's horrible, travel outside the country, go to other countries. I mean, I've probably been to almost any country besides... You've been life. in Asia. You've been in Asia, the fight and stuff like that. You've been around that part of the world. You know how Asia is and China. And talk about that. I mean, you've seen it with your own eyes. Well, I mean, well, when, once again, without indoctrinating people to make them comply to the government, strictness of the government, you have no free rights. You have no first amendment. It's gone. Completely gone. You have no second amendment. Completely gone. These are things that would make America great. Our forefathers, what they fought for, they understood because they understood the world in general. Now they're trying to erase uh, history completely so the children don't understand what, how this country got where it is today. And I, I sit back once again, I, and I can say it over and over so I turn face, blue in my face that if you never travel outside this country, you can't judge this country what it is. You've got to travel outside the country, realize how good you have it. And on this midterm election that's coming about, it's not even a factor of voting Republican Democrat. This is really voting good versus evil. Right. And that's exactly how it is. If you want this country to be successful and to have our First Amendment rights, you need to vote red all the way across. That's plain and simple. See what these people, their political agendas, what they want to do, that's what you vote on. What their policies are, what they want, what they want for your children, what they want for your future, financially, you know, just a home proud strength of America is what we need and I hopefully people come out hopefully people understand what they've gone through over the last two and a half years you know the, the whole um, squirt mandate the whole all this stuff that they went through is just I couldn't comply because I understood what was going on now things are being said what is the truth and I've been seeing that the whole time I lost my last Instagram I had almost 400,000 followers they took it away because I was saying the truth Listen, at the end of the day, I will tell the truth. I don't care if it hurts my image. I don't care if it hurts what, I, what people think of me. I'm going to tell you the truth because sometimes the truth is a lot worse. It should strengthen your image. That's what I think. It's like if people are talking the truth. And like if you meet somebody, and I tell everyone, I tell strangers or when we have conversation, if you meet somebody and you know in your gut that this person is lying to you, to your face, how do you feel? I mean... Do you want to keep talking to them or you want to say, hold on a second, stop lying to me. I just want to be respected a little bit more. I have respect for myself. So, you know, I'm just taking this a little bit more serious. Don't you want to do that? But we're being lied to in ways that people are actually, I talk about it, you know, World War II, Hitler was able to convince mentally a whole German community, the whole country to fight for him and kill 6 million Jews. All right. He did that. How did he do that? He wasn't evil to begin with. He was loving kind. That's how he sold himself. And then all of a sudden you have people joining in and going, what the heck are we doing? This is what's happening right now. So there's a lady here in the harbor and we go to have uh, drinks on the weekends. And uh, it was probably about three Saturdays ago. And there was this lovely woman. And I sat down and we just started talking politics. And she goes, I came from Germany. And, and she was like 75. And she's Altito, um, Adolf Hitler made sure that there was a radio in every person's home. Mm -hmm. That was his job, make sure there was mm -hmm. a radio in every person's home. What do we have now? We have cell phones, we have television. Once again, indoctrinating the people to make them listen to what they want, what the government wants them to hear. And when she said that, she goes, this is happening right now in this country. This mm -hmm. is what I witnessed as a child. This is exactly what happened. And I like, I literally, I, we got into a long conversation for like three or four hours. And after it was over, she goes, Tito, I'm glad to have people like you, like-minded and open thinkers the way you are. I'm very thankful because then it makes me feel like we have hope. Yeah, hope. And I go, 
not just me because I can only speak so loud. It's the you know hundreds of millions that are across the United States that hopefully they open their eyes and they see what's going on. They do their research and they see what history has done because history is almost about to repeat itself. And yeah, I, and very dangerously so because you know before before Tito. When we looked at history, um, there was a sense of fighting for something. There was there was a goal at the end of the line, you know, freeing people. You know, uh, uh, just evil is in front of you. you. You're willing to fight for it. You just know it. Now they changed the whole board. Like the whole game is different now. You know what I mean? It's like the Germans took away books. So people were not educated anymore, so they could be educated and, and the propaganda could go in with the radio and everything else that's going on right now. That's what's happening right now. Schools are not teaching history anymore. Christopher Columbus, out. Things like that. George Washington, out. All this other civil war, out. You know, all this stuff, right? So you take it away. Then what do you take after that? You take away the guns. I try. I don't, I, I, that's next. That's a sticky one right there. I, yeah. I a lot of veterans, a lot of soldiers, a lot of people that I know that that's one of the ones that's going to be a sticky deal. And I hope it doesn't get that bad. I pray about it every day. Please. But they're doing it. They're doing it, and especially in California with all the policies. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, I had a, I don't know if you have a CCW there. I'm sure you do a yeah, CCW carry concealed well, uh, permit in, in uh, where you live. I had one in, in Thousand Oaks for many years. I train with the best. I love the, the police department, friends of mine, the military, you name it. But the laws that they implement every single, every two years, actually every night, in Sacramento, they put a law out. You got to have a permit to buy bullets. You got to buy a permit to buy this many bullets. You can't buy bullets from another state. All this bullshit. It's about money laundering. It's about stopping you from doing what you have the right to do. Get God-given right to protect yourself, right? So they changed the, the, the outcome of everything to a point of lying where there's a thousand lies, Tito, and then after that they go, okay, I guess it's truth because it's a thousand times. Uh, no, it's still going to be a thousand lies over and over again. So I, I, I feel that we need to be hopeful. We need to be open-minded, but also there's a fight. Don't you think there, there is a strong will that we need to carry to be better people? to have more respect for ourselves so we can, because that's what Americans stood for. When you see athletes going, not so much now because there's this woke agenda, but you, you're an athlete. I'm an athlete myself. I love athletes. I love the, the fact that you guys train in for something for that moment. And then now we have this woke agenda and, and America was the best at everything. There was never like a silver medal. It was always gold. We win no matter what because we love our country. It was like we win wars, we win in sports, we win everything. Now it's all gone. Now it's like, now we're just like everybody else. Participation trophy. Yeah, now now we're just we're just uh, like everybody else, and that was the goal from the beginning. Even when Obama was running this country, that was his goal. Let's make everybody equal. The country's just the same or worse, and it's not. It isn't. There, there's no equality in life. Everybody got to work for what you want. If you want something to work, don't sit on a damn couch and say no. I should get what he gets. Well, get off the damn couch and bust your ass and make it happen. Because this American dream is a lie. And it is possible. You just got to work for it. You got to work your ass off for it and do the right thing and treat another man with respect and values. Um, just treat just your friends with respect and values. It's important. And it's something because you have sports and, you know, you have so much sports and athleticism, especially the way you raise your kids. You've been in sports your whole life. You've been rolling with the best. You've been fighting with the best. You know what it takes, man. But also the goal when you win something, when you earn something, that's nothing greater. Like you put in the work. And then you, you succeed at the end of it, knowing that you did everything you could. That's amazing. That's why you know, because you went through the hard times, you succeeded through the hard times, and you're still surviving. And there's something to be appreciated about that and respect about that, where now everything is handed. You know, you go to school. Nobody's really pushing you to do anything. Nobody, there's no, there's no sports in schools anymore unless you join a team. But, you know, PE in this country, talking about even the pride in going to school. When I went to school and I was in my eighth grade and I came here and I was 12 years old and, um, and in Italy, you don't, the schools are very small. It's a different environment. It's, it's really a lot of studying, a lot of studying. Here they had PE, they had sports. People took, you know, like you, you push-ups and pull-ups and it was like all that. Where is that now? It's like... Kids can be fat, 
unhealthy, it's okay, just appreciate everybody, everybody's eager, whatever, right? I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, people should be healthy and take care of themselves, don't, don't you think? More than a billion percent. I mean, my kids are 13 years old. They've been, they've not, they don't have to cook since they've been dying. I, you know, I can leave them home for a day or two, and I know that they can take care of themselves. You know, they make sure they That's lock awesome. the doors. They have, uh, they have an emergency phone in case something happens. You know, have people check out them, but they can control themselves where they understand it. They're athletes. They do jujitsu. They wrestle. Um, we do push-ups every night. We do pull-ups every night. It's like I, I try to make my kids understand what the hard work is because when they get kind of lax and they realize that oh, I can get away with this and get away with that, they're like, "What that? It doesn't mean that much. It doesn't mean have that much um, meaning to me." And I'm like, "Well, when we do it, they're like, look at the man. They see their abs. They're like." God, the hard work actually is paying off. Well, there we go. When they eat food, it's like they're eating clean food. I mean, my kids don't drink sodas. My kids don't have cell phones. My kids don't have iPads. Yes, they have an Xbox, but they have to get straight A's to play the games. They only play on the weekends. Um, they got chores. They got to make sure their bed's um, made every single day when they wake up. They got to fold their laundry. We do the laundry for them. We set the laundry on their bed. They have to put it away. This has been since they've been seven years old. This is what we've been doing wow. this. That's um, great. Dishes, they have to do dishes. They, uh, thank God we have twins because one does dishes one night, the other does dishes the other night. Unless they have straight A's, they have straight A's, then mom can do the dishes. And that's what they fight for. They fight to make sure that happens. But once again, I'm giving my kids um, goals and tasks through life of right now. I pay for everything. I, well, I put the clothes on your back, I put the roof over your head, and I put the food on the table. And then when they try to snap at me and say something back, I'm like, okay, well, we're taking that, those, those clothes away from you. And they're like, oh, well, what, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's mine. It's not yours. Right. Like, well, I go, well, you got to work for it. Then when they work for it, they make it happen. Then they go, they feel proud about it. I'm all, when you guys wake up in the morning, you make your bed, you make your bed right. If you had a, the worst day of your life and you got home and you took a shower, a nice hot shower, and you got to your bed and you must go open it and realize that it's made and it's made nice, I go, feels pretty comfortable, doesn't it, son? Because dad, I never thought of it that way. I go, well, then you can start your day over and, and do something better next day because we all make mistakes. You got to learn from the mistakes that you've made to be better person, to making sure that you don't make that same mistake again. That's something I've learned, and it was something that my father taught me, something that I learned from watching movies, was, you know, if you don't learn from your mistakes, you continue to do those mistakes over and over and over. And I've been able to say I never made a mistake twice. That's good, man. That's awesome. That's something to be appreciated and uh, and respected. And actually, you should talk to a lot of parents across this this country because they have no idea. Anybody could have a kid, but the responsibility, the the the, the attention given to a child, it's it's you. It, it's got to be something you do and you're passionate about it for the for if you decide to do that for the rest of your life. And then you have people in the political world. I was listening today. It's like, well, you know, uh, a woman should have the right to kill their own baby if they want to. You know, if if it's going to conflict. Uh, with uh, their work and their 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 careers and whatever. I mean, can you believe what is going on in, in, in the next generation? What we're teaching the next generation is, well, it's okay. If you make that mistake of getting pregnant, which, by the way, we're in 2022. Everybody should know that if you do this, you get pregnant. And there's, there's things you could do not to use your mind. Your, I mean, common sense. We, we're not idiots all the time, right? We try to use your brain. But it's, it's that thing of like... You don't have to raise your kids. You don't have to tell your kid to um, to do the bed. They don't have to do that. I they can do whatever they want. I wanted my children on this earth. It wasn't that the government asked me to put this children on this earth. I wanted these children on this earth. And it's my job and my duty as a father to be present, to tell my son I love him, tell him I'm proud of him, tell him they need to work harder, to tell him, you know what, at the end of the day, you have me, you have mom, and we're going to be here for you to make you men. All the way up until you're 18. My job is to be a father. My job is to be present because I never had a dad. My dad never taught me how to love. He never taught me who to care about. He never taught me what was right from wrong. He wasn't there. He was too worried about getting high on drugs. That's not my fault. That's his fault. He didn't know any better, and I get it, and I accept it. What I get is I want to raise these children as human beings that give back society in a positive manner. That is my job, to have them make sure they have their name and they have their word. Don't disrespect their name at any time at all of Ortiz family and always keep their word. When they say they're going to do something, follow through and do it. And that family. is really important as I talk, to teach my children, I continue to teach them that when they look at me and they tell me something, I know they're going to follow through. Family. And if they don't, then they got to pay the consequences. Absolutely. 
It's that sign of respect of family. If you don't have family, if you don't have that commitment with family, family, and that's, again, going back to the country. Our country was based on family starting a new life in this land because their land was being controlled, right, by, by communists, by, by the king, by the queen, by the, the way of life. I can't live freely. So, hey, I didn't make the history. It's the way it went. It went. There were brave men who sailed, who found something, and they said, well, we're going we're gonna to live here peacefully. That's why that's what, there were 13 states of freedom of people going, we don't want nothing to do with that. And that's what made this country great on those principles of family values in God we trust. You know, why do we have God in everything we see? And now they're pushing it away. But anyway, it was, it was awesome having you, Tito. Uh, I knew this was going to be great, but it surpassed what I was, my expectations. If you want to tell the fans um, anything where they can find you, follow you, um, go ahead and tell everyone where they can, when they can see you next. Awesome. Um, yeah, of course... Uh... On Instagram is Tito Ortiz IG. It's a new one. I used to have Tito Ortiz 1999, but they closed my site down because I speak the truth. But uh, Tito Ortiz IG on um, Instagram, then Tito Ortiz on Twitter, Tito Ortiz on Facebook, uh, Tito Ortiz on Parler, Tito all across the board of all social media. On uh, November 4th in Phoenix, Arizona, we have Freedom Fight Night 3. I'm actually in the mints right now. I've signed a contract against Chelsea Sonnen. Uh, we'll possibly fight in, in February. You want to fight again, bro? Yeah, bro. I still got it, man. I, <laughs> I know you got it, but you still want to fight. You want to get hit in the... I mean, come on, man. I, I normally don't get hit in the face. So but I know. But you know, it's... It, I mean, but it could happen. I, I mean... I, I just love the deal of working hard and looking in the mirror and looking like I'm, you know, 25 years old again. I like push push myself to the maximum. It's the wrestling, man. It's the wrestling because I, I, I when I was doing the film and I was hanging out with wrestlers every single day, young uh, prospects, everything. Like, it's the wrestling, man. You guys, I mean, wrestling is the top, man. There is nothing that comes close with starting with wrestling, man. That shit is hard, man. And you're one of the best at it. So, congratulations. I, you know, I want to be there on the. I want to see that. I want to listen. I support you no matter what. Also, you still have your clothing company. You still have Punishment and all that. Yes, Punishment Athletics. People check out at Punishment.com. I still have that company. You know, I kind of had to do a revamp of everything after the 2020 situation. Um, it just came down that I got to do a normal business again. So, I mean, I. Being a blue-collar guy is something I've always been. People kind of see me as a celebrity or, you know, the super champion. I'm a blue-collar man. I'm just like every other American. I believe red, white, blue. I love this country. I love my family. Nuclear family is what I've always wanted. I have it. I have a beautiful wife, Amber Nicole Miller. Actually, Amber Nicole Ortiz now. And I'm just right. <laughs> in my own home. But everything that's going around the rest of the world... I've come to realize I can't control it. I can only control what's in my circle. Um, I want to thank all my fans who haven't supported me through this whole time. I've gotten a bunch of new, amazing fans that actually are patriots, who love this country, who understand what we're talking about. And once again, um, God bless you, man. It's a pleasure. You got a big fan in me, always and forever. Uh, anytime you're welcome to come back here with us, with me. Anytime you want to talk, promote anything, just give me a buzz. I'll have you on anytime and twice on Sundays. A pleasure. To everybody out there, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. God bless.